we must take a stand right now. Now's, now's just the time to do it. Um, I mean, 25, 30 years ago, 100 years ago was the time to do it. Um, but I think now's the time to do it too, don't you? Um, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. And that's an old country song. And it's the truth. It's the God's honest truth. Um, you'll fall for everything that comes your way. The Bible calls it a toss to and fro with every wind of doctrine. And you'll fall for it. Guaranteed. First Thessalonians tonight. First Thessalonians chapter 5. <clears throat> I have never preached on this. Nor have I ever heard anyone preach on this. Um, but I feel like the Lord wants me to go ahead and state my belief and where the Bible stands on it when it comes to the fact of Halloween. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And uh, we'll read one small verse. If I were John Morgan, if I were John Morgan, I'd say right about now that we're fixing to read more Bible than you've read all week. I hope that's not the case, um, but here's what the Bible says. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22, the Bible says, Abstain from all appearance of evil. That's all we read tonight. Lord, we love you. We ask you, God, to help us tonight in the preaching, and we'll pray, God, you get all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We may get some backlash here. I do not know, so tonight, rather than expositorily preaching, through Scripture, which I believe is right, we're going to try to take a text and break it down topically throughout Scripture. And so, Lord willing, I will be preaching on this thought tonight. Why Halloween is not for me. Why Halloween is not for me, exclamation point, because I like that. Why Halloween is not for me. Could I share some of my testimony for just a moment, all right? As a young kid... I do remember, I can remember the careless times of, of, of dressing in costume and going house to house to ask for some candy. I can share that and I can remember that. And at that time, it seemed harmless to celebrate Halloween. It did. It really did. And, and, and I'll believe you and I'll tell you this is the truth, is that it's changed since then. Um, but it, it seemed harmless to celebrate Halloween. It was a child's day to dress however they would, however they wanted to. And I can remember um, going into stores and being just ecstatic, uh, overly ecstatic, over looking at the costumes and whether you dressed up as your favorite cartoon character or your favorite scary thing or your favorite superhero. It was seemingly innocent. It was an innocent thing. However, however, as an adult looking back at those times now, uh, it is clear and obvious to me that we were at fault. It's just as simple as that according to Scripture. And so, however, today Halloween seems to be more of an adult party than it is a child's playtime. And that's the truth. Um, but just look at the shops today selling. You look out there at the shops today selling and there's more evil than there was 20 years ago. There's more evil in those shops than the costumes of those places. Uh, there's more evil out there, and there's more willingness to uh, follow with that evil. And I think as we dig into this, we'll be able to see a very clear representation and very clear reasoning for um, not celebrating Halloween on the Scriptures alone. 
But, uh, however, I'd like to, in, in means of introduction, I would like to give a few practical reasons why Halloween, Halloween is not for me either, okay? And so a few practical reasons. Firstly, I'd like to say the principle of trick-or-treat is, um, uh, is contrary to the concept uh, of uh, good manners that we seem to strive to instill inside of our own children. And so, um, uh, you know, this idea that someone should give us something for nothing more than, fe- uh, more than just fear of uh, retaliation is wrong. It's wrong. It's 100% wrong. Uh, and I should remind you that Halloween night is noted, noted for its tricks. Is that right? It's noted for its tricks. Uh, and I read that in Detroit, Michigan, uh, the, the city is often set ablaze by rioters uh, on October the 30th, and they call it the Devil's Night is what they do, uh, and October the 31st as well. Uh, and that alone is not something that I want to be a friend to. Wouldn't you say that? Uh, and so I'm not going to be a friend to it because of its tricks, amen? And then number two, uh, what lesson are we teaching our children about heroes? And so, so, so do we really want them dressing like their favorite athlete that was cheating on their wife last week? Uh, y'all with me right now? That was cheating on their wife last week or, or their favorite Hollywood performer uh, who is uh, lost as a goose in a hailstorm uh, or, or the movie actor that, care, that kills people in the movie or any of that kind of stuff. Should our children uh, or should us uh, be dressing as a ghost or goblins or witches uh, or any of those things that most people dr- like to dress to and tend to dress to? Uh, the Bible says uh, in Exodus in chapter number 28 uh, and verse number 18, that thou shalt not uh, suffer a witch to live. Uh, that means she ought to be dead. As simple as that. Uh, and so you must keep in mind these things when your children uh, will most likely pick a costume of a person that they admire or want to be like when they grow up. Amen. Thirdly and finally, the history and the practice of Halloween should tell a Christian to avoid it at all costs. November 1st was designated by the Roman Catholics as All Saints Day. And to accommodate the heathen practice in the areas of their conquest, Halloween, All Hallows Day Eve, was permitted. And so these feasts came from the Druid and the Celtic influence. And for instance, about the same time, the Irish celebrated uh, Sam Han, which is the end of summer, basically, um, to mark the end of summer, a festival. And if you study, you'll find also that Sam Han was uh, also considered the god of darkness and the death and death by the Druids. And so harmless enough, it seems, but they allowed... uh, um, they believed that the veil between the living and the dead became very, um, very thin on this night. And so they believed that it became very thin in the particular night, allowing both harmless and harmful spirits to return to the land of the living. That's the beginning of Hallow's Eve, Halloween. And so this became known as the night of the dead. And in Mexico, uh, families party all night on the graves of their family members. And Houdini even, Houdini even believed that he could escape from the dead on this night. And groups meet with that expectation today. 
Did you know that people are skipping out on service tonight to have a Halloween service? And can I, Satan worshipers consider this to be the holiest of their nights. They ought not be no Christian. Amen. The thing about it is, is there's some traditions that are associated with Halloween. There are a few that are practiced today on all Hallow's Eve. Disembodied spirits roam the earth seeking food and a body to possess. And so from this came the, what we know as the trick or treat. And the practice of it. Then there's jack-o'-lanterns. Everybody be careful. Those are kind of, you know, we look at those as very, we don't look at those as very a harmful thing. Um, but, but oftentimes, you know, if you, even if you don't go and do something else, you'll carve pumpkins. And that might be okay, but with their scary face and the light inside was designed originally to scare away these evil spirits from parading their food. It was a, it was a, there was a tactic to it is what I'm trying to say here. And so costumes and masks were worn in those days. They were worn so that the spirits could not determine what the living from the dead was. And so or, or so they couldn't even know the spiritual, I mean, someone's true identity. They didn't want them to know that. I mean, it's a bunch of hogwash is what it is. But I'm telling you the truth is that that's, that's what they think. That's what it was brought up as. And so today, Halloween, Halloween continues at a mixture of a paganism and Catholicism type of day. And this day is full of much wickedness, such as sinful iniquity, its sexual indulgence, and it's also satanic influence. And it's absolutely full of the three. And so... Now that I've laid that backdrop, I'd like to preach a few points tonight on why Halloween is not for me. I'll be done quickly. I want you to know this. Number one, Halloween is not for me because of the reliable scriptural commands. The Bible says very clearly and lays it out to the child of God in this verse that we read tonight to abstain from all appearance of evil. To abstain from it. So with the scripture as our guide, as clear as this command is, you tell me, how can we justify adorning ourselves in the evil attire of that which is associated with wickedness, witchcraft, uh, monsters, murderous creatures? How can we condone that which is associated with the world? How can we do that? The world's music, the world's movie superstars, uh, the athletes that have no care for the things of God. How can we adorn ourselves with the sensual and the immodest apparel of the wicked? I do not believe that it fits, beloved. Amen. I do not believe that it does. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27 says, Neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. And so Paul gave this admonition to the Christians at Ephesus, simply telling them not to give in or not to give up uh, on the things of God. Does the devil, does the devil really need a night to work freely without constraint? No. I do not think so. Keep your family away from his trickery and his treachery. It's a bunch of mess is what it is, friend. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sending this, and I don't believe any of y'all ever do it anyways, but I'm just giving this as a simple warning. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 11 
The Bible tells us, and he have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of the darkness, but rather reprove them. Then the Bible says in verse number 12, For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done to them in secret. Now you tell me this question. Do you see, do you see the sharpness of the word of God there? It's very sharp. But Paul tells them not to even participate in the works of darkness. Now you answer this for me. How can you reprove the world of its deeds when you're in the midst of them? How can you? I plead with you, do not get in on this mess and participate in the wickedness of this world. It's wicked and don't let the Lord down, friend. We ought not let the Lord down in any way, shape, or form. And I tell you, we can all agree that Halloween is a night of darkness. Wouldn't you agree with that? What saith the scripture? 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14 tells us at the end of that verse, What communion hath light with darkness? Hath none. So be careful. Halloween is not for me because of the reliable scriptural commands. Secondly, I want you to know Halloween is not for me because of the risk of sin complacency. The risk of sin complacency. God forbid a person become complacent to sin and its foes. Now the devil knows that he can never mess up good moral teaching by attacking it. But he instead will strive to get you comfortable with your sin. That's how he works, friend. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm convinced of that. That's how he works. He wants you to let your guard down. Uh, and soon you will become what? His prey. Reminded of Jeremiah in chapter number 6 and verse number 15 where the Bible says, Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, the Bible says. Nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall. Now, I tell you, the context of that is, to, is directively to the tribe of Benjamin. But my goodness, many churches don't even blush at sin anymore. Everything is just okay now. Why is that to be so? Because complacency has kicked in, is that right? Because they become complacent with it. And we have already been com- became comfortable with sex uh, and adultery and fornication and cursing and drugs and alcohol, uh, etc., etc. It's all still a sin. And these things don't embarrass us or even catch our attention anymore. I'm telling you, th- through Halloween, the devil wants to make us comfortable with a deeper, deeper evil side. You say, what do you mean a deeper evil side, preacher? Well, you must understand Halloween promotes a lot of that deeper evil side. The stuff along the lines of witchcraft and sorcery and fortune tellers and evil things and seances and evil spirits and, and even the devil himself. Even the devil himself. Now, kids dress up thinking he has horns and a pitchfork and a tail. Is that right? You see it oftentimes, but that's nonetheless. People are not ashamed of it anymore. It's just what it is now. No, friend, no, that's not the truth at all. It's against the word of God is what it is. So what saith the scripture? Well, let's check it out. Now in the Bible, Exodus chapter 22 and verse 18, we've already read that. The Bible says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch 
to live. Wouldn't you say God wasn't kidding around? Say he wasn't. Say he wasn't kidding around. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 26. The Bible says ye shall not eat anything with blood. Neither shall ye use enchantment nor observe times. Now if we were to look at that. This word enchantment speaks more towards the line of what we know as black magic. Or what we know as fortune telling. The word actually means the act of producing uh, certain wonderful effects by the invocation of or aid of demons or the agency of certain supposed spirits, the use of magic arts, spells, or charms. And so just about one in three kids probably dress up in something that could be covered in those realms. You agree with that? It's probably the truth. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31, the Bible says, Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Now this is straight from the, God, from the word of God, beloved, and we must be careful. We must be careful because God don't like it. And this term here of familiar spirits is what they call a necromancer. You might have heard it if you read your King James Bible. You've seen it a few times. But a necromancer, in which also speaks of one who foretells the future by holding conversation with a departed, with a departed spirit. And so can I show you a biblical basis of what God thinks about this? Could I do that for just a second? Turn with me. 1 Corinthians Chronicles 10. 1 Chronicles 10. I wrote it down, but 1 Chronicles Chapter number 10 and verse number 13. The Bible says, So Saul died. So we understand the context. It's speaking of the death of Saul. For his transgression which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. And inquired not of the Lord, therefore he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. Let me propose this question to, to you, if I may. Do you think Saul being in hell tonight would be interesting in celebrating Halloween today? No, I don't believe he would. Why? Because it has something to do with this necromancing. It has something to do with these familiar spirits and these familiar spirits he sought out counsel from a familiar spirit rather than seeking out counsel from God and God killed him God killed him he died for asking the counsel from the spirit well beloved I tell you it's not God's way and so we read this verse this morning look at its context with me if you could real quick its context with me is going to be along these lines. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20 is what we read this morning. But I want you to get its context in verse 19. The Bible says, And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to the word, it is because there is no light in them. Remember that verse this morning? It's speaking uh, about the simple fact of those familiar spirits and wizards. And so, beloved, I tell you, we must be watchful. We must be watchful tonight. 
And we do not want to become complacent over these things. We do not at all. Now let's read a New Testament verse because a lot of people would say, well, that's Old Testament preacher. Well, we've covered what the meanings of those things is. Well, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19, the Bible says, Now the works of the flesh are made manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Verse 20 says, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedations, hearsays. 21, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of the which I tell you before and also I have told you in the past that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It's very serious. Too many, too, too many things are out there today that seem so innocent, but in the end will cause complacency. You're understanding that, right? It's causing, it causes complacency. It makes us very comfortable with it before we make our decision to do something else. Can I give you a few, just a real quick thought, a few? What about movies? What about TV shows that make us become so comfortable with these things? I mean, I could name a few. We could go from Casper. We say, that's so innocent. He's a good, he's a good little ghost. You tell me. What about the show Bewitched? What about the show Sabrina and the Teenage Witch? What about the show I Dream of Jeannie? What about that stuff? I'm telling you, it's against God's word. What about the Papa Smurf? He was a wizard. I'm telling you the truth now. Then what about, what about, what about, that's TV shows. What about movies? What about movies such as like Harry Potter? Never seen one, and I give glory to God about it. What about Hocus Pocus? I, listen, I used to love that movie. Can I tell you the truth? The first song that they sing on that movie says this. I remember it. I could probably sing it to you right now, but I'm not going to. But it says, I cast a spell on you. You know what it says? What is that? It's a necromancer. It's against God's word, and God killed Saul over that. By the way, they just came out for a second one. If you want to be carnal, go to the movies and see it, then go ahead. Amen. It's easy to become complacent, my friends. It's so easy to become complacent on that. And if we become complacent on that, then how we how how it's so easy, it's so harder to make decisions. Listen, especially when you got kids. We can all say that they are against God's word because we've just found out that they were. We've just found out. Halloween is not for me because the reliable scriptural commands and the risk of sin complacency. And lastly, Halloween is not for me because of the reality of spirits corrupt. Finally, now listen, please note that the, that the concept or idea of corrupt and wicked spirits is not something that's make-believe. But it's very real. And though they are not spirits, not the spirits of those who have departed this life before us, as we slightly seen this morning, but rather they're supernatural creatures that exist in the invisible realm. They are fallen angels is what we know them as. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 12, the Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
So I'm telling you tonight is that this is a fight is what it's going to be. We must have armor to fight this fight against those who are those spirits. It's going to be a fight like never before. And I'm afraid the church is losing, but the church is going to win. It's like Spurgeon said. It's amazing how we can seemingly lose the battle, but win the war. We can win the war because there's another man fighting. But I'm telling you tonight is that the church is backing up. The church is backing up on its standards. It's backing up on its preaching, on its worship, on its scripture. It's backing up is what the church is doing today. Demonic and evil spirits are real. And they're raging. And they're ravaging, ravaging the church today, friend, is what they're doing. And they're ravaging this generation. Because preachers won't preach. And they can be seen in the rock music culture of today, the films and the movies of today, the books and such, so much the more. But you tell me, why should we celebrate and why should we condone something otherwise and become comfortable with that dark spiritual world in whom we are the enemy, whom are the enemies of the church of God? Why should we condone that? Why should we do anything along those lines? The first, first, uh, Second Corinthians chapter six. The Bible says, "Be not equally yoked with one, unequally yoked with, together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he with that believeth with an infidel?" What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Friend, I tell you, we're not to compromise. We're not to compromise, beloved. We, we will not be a hindrance to any of them if we play with them on occasions. We're not. We're not. Look at what Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 1. The Bible says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to the seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, for forbidden to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. I'm telling you tonight, in these verses, the source of these teachings and teachers are what? I mean, it's simply seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's the source of them. And this is a real thing, my friends. It's scary, I know. It's a scary thing. It absolutely is a scary thing. You try walking down this path. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It can be. But thank God he's a victor. Amen. Thank God he's the victor. And as for me and my house, we plan to give the devil no victory tomorrow. Amen. No victory tomorrow. And I'm sure every Halloween he can claim a small victory for a short time when God's people dress up as evil things and go out and worship him for a little while. Doesn't that sound wrong saying it that way? 
Sounds a little wrong saying it that way, but you say, how, well, you tell me how it's not. You tell me how it's not evil when they dress up as evil things. You say, preacher, you're taking this too far. No, no, I want to stay in the light is what I want to do. And I can buy my kids candy whenever I want to, amen. Amen. I don't need to go out on a day and tramp like tramp the streets and go out through there for a few pieces of candy and give the devil a mile. Absolutely not. There will be no Halloween for me and my family. Because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we're going to continue to serve the Lord. There will be no Halloween for me. And so like I said, that is why Halloween is not for me. Amen. Please stand to your feet tonight. Lord, we love you. Lord, such a such a solemn time here tonight, Lord, as you've allowed us, Lord, to not raise our voice, not do anything along those lines. But, Lord, I pray you've allowed me to preach in compassion and to preach how you'd like me to. This evening, Lord, Lord, you've, you've, I'm thankful for the word of God. And, Lord, how it has simply told us, Lord, that there is absolutely nothing, Lord, nothing, that ought to keep us, Lord, to go towards anything else other than your word and to stick with it and stay on it, Lord, to focus on the things of God rather than the things of this world. Lord, help us, God, to stay righteous. Help us, God, to stay holy. Lord, your word tells us to be holy, for I am holy, Lord. And we ask you, God, tonight to just bless us, bless each person along their way, and we'll bless you, Lord, for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. And we're thankful, God, for your faithfulness to us today. Lord, as you've been so faithful to us, God, you've been so faithful. And I ask you, dear God, to just be um, with us as we go along our way, and we'll bless your holy name. In Jesus' precious and holy name we do pray. Amen.